before I take you back to this episode, I want to let you know that you can book me for training and workshops around negotiation and conflict resolution. And that could be in a half a day, a full day. It can be online or face to face. So just email admin at lifemediation.com.au and let us know that you're interested. And then we work out what it is that you need and how we can move forward. When I work with separated parents, we talk a lot about, you know, why it's so important to have agreements in place between both parents in relation to, you know, what's going to work best for the kids and why it is so important to write it down. A lot of people feel that they will lose their flexibility if they do that. But in this episode, I'm talking about that that's not the case and how come you don't have to lose your uh, flexibility. I think it's a little bit of a myth and it's a myth that needs to be busted. So listen to this episode and find out why it's important to you know have agreements in place and write them down and how you can stay flexible so your kids get exactly what they need. I am Lizana Eriks. I'm a conflict resolution specialist and I've been a mediator and facilitator for over 12 years. I've been a finalist for the Australian Mediator of the Year Award for the last two years and I train, coach and mentor people to become highly effective in conflict resolution and negotiation so they can create the relationships they want in their homes and their boardrooms. Over the years, I've become deeply passionate about conflict resolution and negotiation because I see how much suffering it is causing people and it just does not have to be this way. When people truly get how conflict impacts their life and put the work in to get effective at conflict resolution, they get to experience deep connections with other people, freedom, self-expression and love. Have a look at the highlights on my Instagram page, Lisana Eriks underscore life mediation, to find out more about what I do and why I do it. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the conversations, insight and tools you need for you to switch on your inner conflict resolution and negotiation muscles and get you to a completely different level where you can resolve conflict powerfully and create the relationships you want in your life. Think about it. What would life be like if you would not be afraid of dealing with conflict and you would deal with it easily and quickly? It would change the game dramatically, wouldn't it? So let's get into talking about how to do this. Welcome to Conversations to Cut the Conflict. Hello, welcome to this episode. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for listening. I feel really privileged to be able to talk to you and you know share my knowledge and hopefully make a big difference to you. So thank you so much for being here. What I want to talk to you about is why agreement making with your ex-partner around the kids is so important and why it is important to write it down. So let me give you a bit of context around this and what I hear a lot so um, you can sort of think about w- what kind of situation you're in. So when you're listening, just think about, okay, what what does it mean to me and how does it fit my situation, right? So when I was talking to um, a client the other day, I was talking about, okay, so you know, what do you want to create for your kids in the long term? And how do you want to, um, you know, how do you want to do your arrangements? What is it going to look like, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So basically, what she talked to me about, and a lot of people do this. So this is why I'm going to share this with you. She talked about how she wanted to follow the kids lead, and really, you know, be flexible and and go with the flow because that's her personality. That's also how she likes to parent um, and, you know, the other parent as well. And it's also how she will feel um, that her kids will cope best because the idea behind it is that, you know, you just go with the flow, you see what happens and then the kids get to, um, 
you know, say, okay, this works for me, it doesn't work for me, I'm, I'm not really coping with this, let's chop and change. So the, the thought process behind it is fabulous. I think for all parents, you know, that is great if you, you, um, you know, think about how this is for your kids, how you can make it easier for them. And uh, the go with the flow concept, in principle, I have nothing against, but I posed some questions to her and, and she said to me afterwards, or a couple of weeks after, she said, oh my God, that was just brilliant and that was just something I never thought about and thank you so much because it made a really big difference to us so that's why I'm sharing it here so basically I said to her was a couple of things to consider you know I don't know your children so and I don't know um, you know what is best for them and I don't profess to be an expert on your children but I just want to to consider a couple of questions and one of the questions to consider is you know how much pressure are you going to put on your children if you're going to get them to decide about what they want all the time? So they now have to manage mum and dad's emotions. They think about, oh, you know, mum maybe wants this, dad maybe wants that, maybe dad feels alone, maybe mum feels alone when I'm not there. But you can see where I'm going with this, right? So on one hand, yes, absolutely. Listen to children. I listen to my kids as well. It's really important to, you know, listen to kids and, and have their voice heard and all of that. So I'm not saying that. But you can also really put a lot of pressure on kids by giving them all the freedom, right? Another way to actually do it is to say to your kids, okay, uh, mom and dad, we have, you know, we have talked, we have come up with something that we think is going to really work. So here it is. And then you have your agreement and you tell them what it is. And then say to your kids, and listen, talk to us. If it doesn't work for you, let's try it for a little bit. We're all new at this. We're just separated. We have no clue if this is going to work for you. So please let us know if it doesn't work. And, you know, we will adjust it and we will talk about it. You know, mum and dad will talk about it if you, you let us know and then we'll we'll have a look at it, how we can make it better for you. So in that way, you're still encompassing that they can make changes, that you're listening to their needs, um, but you also take away, I guess, the pressure of them having to make the decisions because they have never been in a separated you know, situation either. So this is all new to them too. And you just want to be careful and every child is different, but I think you just want to be careful about not putting that responsibility on them to decide what they want and how it look, because it can be quite a bit of pressure or burden on them. So something to consider. Again, I'm not saying this is the right way or you should do this way, but it's something to consider. And she's like, oh my gosh, I never thought about it like that. And that's actually, um, yeah. So, but this way I can still really go at my kids pace and do what they want but it's also gives some structure and we're kind of making some decisions as parents so that was really great um the other thing about it is is that a lot of people come to me and they say okay I really need to know what's happening because I can't plan my life I can't do anything our communication is deteriorating I don't know what to do um but I just want to be flexible right so my response to that is normally is say just make agreements, okay, as a default position. So when you are writing your agreements down in a parenting plan and you have, um, you know, your, a lot of time what's in a parenting plan is, again, there is no normal. I don't really like that word because you know, every family is different, but let's just generalize a little bit here. Normally what's in there is a uh, an agreement for doing the term time, school holidays, special occasions, you know, education possibly, communication between parents and between the parents and the kids. Um, you know, we used to have travel in there. That's not so much at the moment, but you get what I'm trying to say. So these are the kind of things that can go in there. It, pretty much you put in there whatever you want to put in there as separated parents. Um, and you write it down and that is your default. 
So this does a couple of things, which I think is really beneficial for separated parents is one of them is that you can plan your life now. You know when you have the kids and when you don't have the kids. It doesn't mean you cannot be flexible. If you both agree to do something different, no one is going to come after you and say, oh, you didn't do your agreement. That is crazy. And we're going to tell someone or whatever, right? Is this your agreement? Do you say your kids? So if both parents agree to do something else and say, hey, I've got this on or I just want to make a change or whatever, then you can do that. But you have a default. So if you can't agree, then you have something you can just do and you don't go around in circles having conflict all the time. It actually is really helpful. So there's that, right? So all I'm trying to say is don't feel like you can't be flexible when you have put agreements in place, but it does give you a default position. Because the other thing about it is things will change over time. And, you know, I see a lot in my job, of course. Um, so maybe I'm too skeptical, but I think it's really about... You know, people get new partners, like things change, dynamics change. And, you know, hopefully over time, everything will get better, but it's really good. And it's really like reduces anxiety for both of you. When you just have something in place, it's in writing. You both know that's the bottom line kind of thing and anything else that you negotiate. Fantastic. But that's what you both get to do. So I think it just reduces anxiety for people, which then increases better communication and things like that. Also, the kids know what goes on. They like know what's planned. And again, give them that freedom to talk to you to say when it doesn't work so you can make changes. But that's really, really helpful, I find, for a lot of people. Before I take you back to the episode, I want to let you know that I have created free training for you, which spells out in detail what to do after separation. I've developed this so you don't have to end up in high conflict with your ex-partner. So go to whattodoafterdivorce.com to get access to this amazing free training. The other thing is, if your communication hasn't been great and has been conflict, um, if you are just flexible without anything written down or anything agreed, you have to negotiate constantly. So the chances are that you're going to have a lot more conflict and that the conflict will keep escalating. So, you know, you have to every week go, what's happening? And in in general, I would say, again, this is not the truth, but in general, I would say there's often one parent that gets really frustrated because they have to ask the other parent if they can see the kids and then it's up to the other parent to say yes or no. And, you know, the other parent might go, well, I already got this plan. So, you know, it's understandable that they can't be flexible um, because they already planned things because there has been no agreement in place. So it just, the other person gets frustrated and like, why do you get to say what happens? And, and then people get, you know, not so nice with each other. Let's put that, you know, I'm trying to put this nicely, but sometimes it can get really abusive. People start texting each other and why this and why that? The kids got no clue what's going on. And it just will get more heightened and heightened. So when you have an agreement in place, you can strip your communication back a little bit. You don't have to talk about these things all the time. Unless something comes up and you want to change it, um, then, of course, you have a conversation. But you don't have to have this weekly conversation. And everyone can get a little bit of space. Space to breathe. Space to not be in each other's space all the time. Um, Space to grieve the relationship space to whatever right so not to constantly communicate because it keeps everyone in a heightened state of emotion it keeps the conflict just rolling constantly and it's just not helpful for communication or you know um, how you're going to negotiate because when people are anxious and frustrated you know it normally doesn't go well so when I share this with the people I work with in coaching or 
in mediation and often go, oh gosh, I've never thought about it from this angle. So if you and your ex-partner want to be flexible, you have great communication, it works really well, there's no problem. You know, you can obviously do that, but I think it is really important to ask yourself, you know, are we putting a lot of pressure on our children to make these decisions? And also, can they make the decisions? Because they don't necessarily know what they want either because they have not done it before. Um, and the other thing is, you know, what will happen if you guys can't agree all of a sudden? There is no, there is no bottom line. There is no, I call it an insurance policy. And even if you lodge your parenting plan as a consent order in the family court, the same thing applies. You can still make agreements between you and do something else. You can put in your agreement something that says, or as otherwise agreed in writing or not in writing by both parents, which means you go, okay, this is not working. I want to swap holidays or let's get, do something else with Christmas. Or can we do this? Can we do this? Both parents agree. Fabulous. Go and do it. So it doesn't mean you lose your flexibility. It just means there is a backstop. It just means there is a default. It just means that if you can't agree, you've got something. It just means you can plan your life. Like, for example, with the school holidays, I mean, I don't know how it's anywhere else in the world, but at the moment here in Western Australia, if you want to book a holiday in the school holidays, well, you probably have to have a year's notice or whatever, right? Because it's really busy. So you're going to get miss out on things if you don't have the ability to plan anything, if you don't have a specific time that you... Um, and again, like I said, you can change it around if you both agree, not an issue. But it just gives you that default. And I think ultimately... It really decreases the conflict a lot. Like I said before, if people don't know what's going on, it increases anxiety. And it would be similar for children. They go, when am I going to see mom? When am I going to see dad? I don't know. They have a life. They have things they need to do, sports. Um, you know, And the kids just want to be sure that they get to do what they need to do. They want to be sure that they get to see both of you. And then when mom and dad just organize all that for them and say, this is what you're going to do and talk to us if it doesn't work for you. Let's give it a go. And what you could do is, you know, set an agreement in place for three months or something like that. Try something out and then, you know, reconvene as a family and said, how is that going? Or if you can't do it between yourselves and obviously get someone like me, a mediator to help with that conversation. Um, but at least you can try something out for a little while. I don't recommend trying something for two weeks because no one really, you know, had a chance to actually do it. So do it for a little period, whatever period suits your family, and then, you know, review it. And if you want to involve the kids in that review, you know, do that, do what works for you guys. But I just wanted to put this out there because I hear it so often. And every time I talk to clients about it, they're all like, oh, that really makes a difference. I never uh, thought about it from that angle. So I just really wanted to give you that information so you can really... Um, you know, it is a really quick, short episode, so you can really, um, you know, think about that. Think about your family. Think about how you want to have the future. Think about your communication with your ex-partner. Will this actually enhance it? Will it be make it better and less um, reactive, uh, less frustrated, less anxious? Because when you are communicated in an anxious and frustrated state, your brain actually doesn't operate very well. You become into a flight, fight, or freeze. And it just escalates. It can escalate so quickly. So be mindful of that. Um, you know, just and if you write things down, you also can make sure that you both actually know what you're agreeing to. I think often in quick communication or 
you know, people go and talk about something at handover or what I don't recommend, by the way, but or at, um, I don't know, sports game or whatever. And then someone goes, oh, we've agreed on this or we've agreed on that. And the other person goes, no, we didn't. So if you actually put an allocated time together where you actually talk about this properly and you write it all down and then you both read it and you go, oh, yep, yep, yeah, that's what we both want to do. It creates so much clarity and clarity is key for not having conflict. When conflict occurs, it's normally just because people are not clear, they have a different interpretation of what's been said or what's been done um, and you know it just causes conflict. So this will reduce conflict between you and your ex-partner a lot. It reduces having to communicate um, you know, weekly, um, on a daily basis. You might still have to communicate about other things that, you know, of course you need to parent your kids together, but it will just reduce that kind of contact and, and the level of tension and, and constant negotiation can just be exhausting. So when you think about these things, it's really about, okay, how much do we want to communicate with each other? How much do we want to be able to plan our life? How much, you know, um, do we want to um, make sure our kids know what's happening and, and, and take that into consideration when you make a parenting plan or when you decide not to? Because in the end of the day, it's all up to you, right? What's going to work for your family? You guys know best, so you guys should make those decisions. All right, I'll talk to you soon. I hope that was helpful. You know, go over to my Instagram account, LizanaEriks underscore conflict expert and flick me a DM. Let me know um, if this information is valuable to you or if there's anything else you want me to discuss. I love to hear from you and I will chat with you over there.